0: Yo, yo, it's Diggsies, baby, the podcast, episode number nine. And I want to start off the show with this. And I've been saying this time and time again. It's been a theme since Yo, Yo, It's Diggsies, baby, the podcast started nine episodes ago that the state of New York sports is in the trash can. It's a dumpster fire. We are a laughing stock of the nation, of the United States, in the major four sports, the NFL, MLB, NBA, and NHL. So, I saw a stat this week, and it said, I don't know, it was either ESPN, SportsCenter, Bleacher Report, what have you, and, you know, it's not like I needed to be reminded of this. We all know it, as New York sports fans, that this will be, this decade 2010 to 2020, there was only one championship won in New York sports. And that was the New York Giants when they won the Super Bowl back in 2011. So it's been, well, technically it was 2012. It was a 2011 season, but the Super Bowl was played in 2012. The Yankees are eliminated. The Mets are eliminated. There will be no World Series championship for New York this year. So, The earliest we can win a championship will be in the spring, early summer, the Nets, the Knicks, Rangers, Islanders, what have you. So that will be 2022. That will be 10 years since the Super Bowl was February 5th, 2012. So once February 5th, 2022 happens, it will be exactly 10 years since a New York sports franchise has won a championship and we used to be such a proud city. There was parades down the Canyon Heroes, ticket tape parades every other year. every few years we had championships anywhere you looked, the Yankees, the Mets, the Giants. Not the Jets, not the Knicks, they had a few. The Islanders. Back in the 80s, we were friggin' title town back in the 80s. Six championships in the 80s, five championships in the 90s, six championships in the 70s, three in the 2000s, four in the 60s, nine in the 50s, five in the 40s, seven in the 30s, six in the 20s. We would win championships time and time again. It's New York, it's the mecca. Players want to come to New York and win a championship. If you win a championship here, you're a god in that sport. And we have been a horrible, horrible sports town since the Giants won back in 2012. And it's very sad. And it's very sad to see. And it's the owners, the incompetent owners Dolan, uh, you got the Maras with. The hiring of Gettleman. The Wilpons, which are now gone. Now you have the Coens in. And even, honestly, it's sad to say even the Steinbrenners. Because you know what? How? Hal hasn't done a good job? Because he is allowing Cashman to continue, continually just destroy this franchise. And last night you saw it when the Red Sox beat the Rays. Kiki Hernandez, an amazing, amazing ALDS from Kiki Hernandez batting 450. The Yankees could use a center fielder like that. And it's the blue-collar players that gets the job done in the postseason. And the Yankees don't have those blue-collar players. We want to go after the big-ticket guys, the big-money guys, the Stantons, the Colts. What happens? Stanton uh, proved himself this postseason, last postseason, Cole didn't. We need to find the diamonds in the rough, the blue-collar players. Cashman hasn't been doing that. But I went off on a little tangent there. I did some research. Diggsy did a little digging. And this is what I found. Okay, Like I said, it is the worst 10-year period for New York sports since 1905 to 1921 when there wasn't a New, uh, uh, a New York championship team. Okay, we're talking about 1921. That's before the fucking Great Depression. That's before the flu. The, that's bef- before the Spanish flu. That was fucking two pandemics ago. That's how long it's been since we've been a garbage town like we have been the past 10 years. Now, like I said, 2000, the de- let, let's, let's go back through the decades. 2010 to 2020, the Giants won in 2012. We won one championship. Right there, that, that's not a lot for New York. There should at least be two, three championships every decade. 2010, 2020, the Giants won one. 2000 and 2010, you had the Yankees in 09, the Yankees in 2000, the Giants in 2007. Three championships, I'll take it. In the 90s, you had the Giants in 1990. You had the New York Rangers in 1994, you had the Yankees dynasty 96, 98, 99. Now going back to the 80s, New York was fucking title town, okay? You had the Islanders winning four straight 80, 81, 82, 83, the Mets in 86, the Giants in 86, title town. 1970s, title town again. The Knicks in 1970, 1973, the Nets in ABA The ABA, New York Nets, when they played in Long Island, they won in 74 and 76. The Yankees won in 77 and 78. In the 60s, you had the Yankees, 61, 62, Jets 68, Mets 69, in the 50s we won 9 championships, the Yankees won 6, the Brooklyn Dodgers won in 55-59, the New York Giants, the baseball team won in 54, the 40s we won 5, Yankees won 4, the Rangers won 1, 1940, all us Ranger fans, well the older Ranger fans remember that chant that the Islanders used to do to us, 1940, 1940, hey, 1994 now, when was your last championship, 1983? Take a hike. The 30s, seven championship. Yankees won five. The New York Rangers won one in 33. The New York Giants baseball team won one in 33. And then in the 20s, we won six. Yankees won three. The Rangers won one. The New York Giants baseball team won two. So we're looking at a 100 years of championships, 100 years of New York being relevant in the sports world. We haven't been this bad in a hundred years. That's a fucking century. That's a long, long time. And honestly, it's it's very frustrating because we used to be title town. Now look at the title towns. You got LA, the Lakers, the Dodgers. You got Tampa Bay, the Lightning, the Bucks. You got Boston. How many fucking championships has Boston won since 2000 between the Bruins, the Celtics, the Patriots, the Red Sox? It's, that should be us. That should be New York. New York isn't the destination now. It's like it's insane. The the franchises are being ran by horrible owners, and I don't know when we're gonna win another championship. Now, the Nets have been here since 2012. The Nets have a good chance to win a championship this year, but are we really? Uh, technically, it's New York, but you know what? That's a Jersey team. Okay, the Yankees are far away. The Mets are on the border. Honestly, our best chance is the Islanders. You know, the Knicks, Knicks should be good this year. The Knicks, I'm putting it out there. The more and more I'm watching these Knicks this preseason, the Knicks are going to win 50 plus games this year. I'm putting it out there now. The Rangers, the Rangers are probably a year or two away. So we got the Islanders, the Knicks, hey, the Nets not having Kyrie now, maybe, I don't know. The Mets, if they could get a good manager in there, maybe re-sign Byers, but all in all, I just needed to get this off my chest the state of New York sports has been horrible. We're talking about we haven't been this bad in a hundred years. The last time we were this bad was a hundred years ago. A hundred years ago, that was before, like before the stock market crash in like who the fuck was the president back in 1921? Theodore Roosevelt? Who? Woodrow Wilson? Taft? I don't know. It's a long, long time ago, and it's very sad to see the state of New York sports. And, you know, once again, this weekend, NFL, the Giants lose. And honestly, they got hit with the injuries, but it should be next man up. And the Jets put together another horrible performance across the pond, losing to the Falcons. And honestly, what what is there to say about these New York sports teams? Because they're horrible. Uh, Zach Wilson... He didn't throw any touchdowns. He took a step back from last week when they looked good. The defense, Atlanta, missing Calvin Ridley, missing Gage, their top two wide receivers. They were just marching down the field all day long on the Jets. And the Jets defense took a step back this week. They didn't play well. The Giants, the Giants were in that game until... Our offense started dropping like flies. First, it was Saquon Barkley with the ankle. Then, Daniel Jones got hit in the head. He started walking off the field like my 13 uh, month old son. He just started walking. He looked like da- Daniel Jones, looked like my son out there walking away from that hit. Like, come on, stay down. Why didn't the trainers get out there? Why didn't anybody stop this guy from walking? And Jones is going to be in concussion protocol. Who knows when he will be back? Kenny Galladay went down. He's going to miss two weeks. Saquon's going to miss two weeks. Hopefully, Shepard would come back. Kadarius Tony, Hey, man. Kadarius Tony has looked like the guy that we thought we were getting from Florida. The dynamic playmaker that he can be. But again, a bonehead mental mistake when he threw that punch, ejected from the game. Thank God he's not going to be suspended and he'll be able to play next week. But again, is Jones going to be ready that next week? Probably not. We're going to have Glennon. We're going to have Booker as our running back. The season's lost. The season is lost for the Giants. And like I said, you know, we talked about it last week with that schedule. And it doesn't get any easier, you know. The Rams are coming to town next week, and as of right now, they're ten and a half point favorites. The Rams coming to town. Uh, The Panthers come to town after that. Maybe we should win that. And you know what? Maybe we get. Maybe it's a gift that Gruden's gone against the Raiders because maybe that will be another win for the for the Giants. But honestly, with the Giants, we're looking at what three, four, five wins possibly. Jets, same thing. Three, four, five wins. Both are going to be losing seasons. Both are going to have top draft picks and, you know, it's going to be another disappointing season for the New York football teams. And one thing, speaking about the draft, I was looking about at the draft order if the season ended today. The Eagles, look, they're going to have like three picks in the first few rounds. Uh, They got the one pick from the Colts, the Wench trade. I believe they got a pick from Miami as well. So... The Eagles, man, the Eagles don't look good right now. I don't know if Jalen Hurts is the quarterback of the future, but you know what? The Eagles have a lot of draft picks. The Giants have two because they traded back with Kadarius Toney. The Jets have one. Both the Giants and the Jets, what you need to do, draft offensive linemen, draft draft defensive linemen. You need to be able to protect the quarterback. You need to be able to get to the quarterback. That's the name of the game. The Giants, you got your weapons. You got Galladay. You got Tony. You got Shepard. You got Slayton. You got Engram, Rudolph, Barkley. We don't need any more weapons. Get to the quarterback. Protect the quarterback. The Jets, they could probably use another weapon or two, but you know what? Honestly, I'll take the team. I'll take the uh, skilled players that the Jets have right now. You got Beckton, You got uh, Tucker, the guard get another tackle, get to the quarterback, protect the quarterback. Now, looking around the league, the Bucks man, once again, Tom Brady, he's found the fountain of youth, Ponce de Leon, because this man, first time in his career that he threw for over 400 yards and five touchdowns, no interceptions, and he's 44 years old. It's insane what Tom Brady is doing. And looking at the MVP race right now, Tom Brady is fifth. The odds for him to win MVP this year is fifth best, plus 800, which is insane considering he has 191 more yards than the second place guy. He's tied for the most touchdowns thrown, and he only has two interceptions other, the other MVP candidates that have that least amount of interceptions is Josh Allen. So looking at this, hey, everybody knows I bet on Josh Allen to win the MVP. And after his performance against Kansas City Sunday night, he's well on his way. But then again, look, boom. The next night, what happens? Lamar Jackson puts up a 400-yard performance. He, Lamar Jackson accounted for, I think, all the Ravens yards except for like 32 yards rushing and passing. Like Lamar Jackson is playing on another level this year, and he is stepping up, and it's crazy. Before going into that game last night, the odds of Lamar Jackson winning MVP were plus 2,500. Now, they're plus 1,200, and it's crazy to think that it only went down, that you could still, if you bet on Lamar Jackson to win the MVP right now, you're getting plus 1,200. That's insane. That's insane. What he's doing, it's insane. 1,519 yards passing, 8 touchdowns, 3 interceptions, 341 yards on the ground, 2 rushing touchdowns. Now, like I said, Allen's first right now in the MVP race. He has a 62% completion uh, rating, 1,370 yards, 14 touchdowns, 2 interceptions. Right now, if you bet on Allen, plus 450. Number two, Kyler Murray, plus 500. 75% completion rate, 1,512 yards, 13 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. Number three, Justin Herbert. Look at that. The top three MVP favorites right now are all young quarterbacks, I believe, under the age of 25. How, how old is Josh Allen? Josh Allen's 25, Kyler Murray's 24, Justin Herbert is 23. The NFL is in good hands, but the crazy thing about it all, those young quarterbacks are doing great. Probably the best quarterback play in the NFL this year is a 44-year-old Tom Brady in his 21st season. He has 1,767 yards, 16 touchdowns, 2 interceptions. If you bet on Tom Brady today, it's plus 800. He's the fifth favorite to win the MVP. Fourth is Dax. Dax is having an amazing year coming back from that leg injury, plus 600. If you bet on Dax right now, 74% completion percentage, 1,368 yards, 13 touchdowns, 3 interceptions. Now, I told you what Lamar did. Lamar is seventh. I'm sorry, eighth. You have Aaron Rodgers at plus 900 and Matthew Stafford at plus 900 ahead of Lamar Jackson. And honestly, that's sinful. Okay. Lamar Jackson should easily be in the top five, top six. So it's going to be a crazy run down to see who wins the MVP. But I'll tell you right now, if Josh Allen continues what he's doing and the Bills get that number one seed in the AFC. Josh Allen will win the MVP. Who knows? Brady might come up and sneak from behind, but I like my bet right now to Josh Allen to win the MVP, but the quarterback play in the NFL this season has been great. These games have been fantastic. The quarterback play is great and honestly, we're finally getting some parity. We're finally getting some parity. Not in the NFC. You got the Bucks as the number 1 team in the NFC like they were last year, but it's nice to see the Chiefs, you know, take a back seat to the Chargers, to the Bills. It's, you know, maybe even the Ravens. The Ravens beat them this year. It's nice to see some parity in the NFL right now. And speaking about parity, over in the college level, man, there was some parity in the AP top 25 after Alabama lost late to Texas A&M after they hit their field goal with time running out. Texas A&M gave Alabama their first loss of the season. So now we have Georgia number one, Iowa number two, Cincinnati number three, and Oklahoma number four. And I'll tell you right now, Oklahoma won't be there for long because... Texas almost gave it to them. Texas almost beat them. This Oklahoma team is not as good as everybody thinks. Georgia, Georgia is going to be there. Iowa, as long as they could continue to win, Iowa should be there. Cincinnati, who knows? Because you might have a one-loss Bama team knock them out. A one-loss Ohio State team knock them out. Michigan is eighth at six and zero. Oh. They need to beat Ohio State. They need to beat Penn State and. Michigan State, who is also undefeated in 10th right now, they're playing them in two weeks. So finally, we got some parity in college football. Like I said, it, it's nice to see that it's not just Clemson, Bama, you know, Clemson, Bama, Ohio State. Again, Clemson, they're not even ranked. Clemson is not even ranked right now. And it's crazy to think, when was the last time that Clemson wasn't ranked in the top 25 in the AP? Insane. Uh, I, I can't remember when, um, but like I said, I, Georgia will be there. Iowa, I'm, I'm pretty sure Iowa will be there if they continue to play like they're playing. Cincinnati, I don't know, but look out for Bama sneaking in. Ohio State, Michigan, you know they want. Cincinnati's not a big top program. You know they Iowa's there in the Big Ten, uh, but who knows? If Iowa makes it, does that mean that Ohio State and Michigan can't make it? Oregon, they have one loss. What happens if they go on a run? Maybe the Pac-12 gets another guy in there. Looking down, Notre Dame, I don't think Notre Dame has a shot. Wake Forest is 6-0. They don't have a shot. SMU, 6-0. San Diego State, 5-0. They don't have a shot. So as we stand right now, I would say it comes down to these teams that will be in the college football playoff. You got Georgia, Iowa, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, the top four. And then outside of that, you got Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, Oregon. Okay, there's eight teams, I would say, right now vying for the college football playoff. Do I think Penn State gets there as a one-loss team? I don't know. Let's see what they do in the... um, Big Ten championship game. Michigan State, I don't think they're for real. I think Michigan will take care of them. Kentucky, 6-0. There's no way they're coming out of the SEC. So it's those eight teams. And honestly, if I had to bet on it right now, I would say Georgia is going to take home the college football championship because Georgia looks like they're in a league of their own this year in the college game. Now, on to the baseball diamond. Like I said, the Red Sox beat the Rays 3-1. They're on to the ALCS, and they will be playing the winner of the Houston White Sox series, which as of right now, top of the fourth inning, Houston's up 3-1. It looks like Houston's going to be in it again. And like, as a Yankees fan, who the hell do you root for in that series? You got the Red Sox, your number one rival, and then the Astros, your newest rival, who are cheetahs. It's like, I don't even want to watch. I don't even want to watch at all. Atlanta's up 2-1 on Milwaukee. San Francisco is up 2-1 on the Dodgers. So, hey man, today, it's a big night for the Dodgers. They got their ace on the mound. Walker Beulah. can he get the job done? Can Atlanta close out the series with Morton on the Hill? Now, going back to the New York Yankees, uh, I heard something very interesting on the radio yesterday. Now, Aaron Boone's contract is up when the last out of the World Series is recorded. The second the World Series is over, Aaron Boone's contract is up. He's a free agent, what have you. Now, I heard something on the radio, WFAN. They said that the San Diego Padres, who just released, fired their manager, Jace Tingler, the San Diego Padres are interested in Aaron Boone's services. And lo and behold, the Boones are from San Diego. So he'd be going home. He has a young team. The Padres are young, great talent. You got Fernando Tatis Jr., Manny Machado. You got a great pitching staff. You Darvish, Blake Snell. The Padres are loaded. They just didn't get the job done in that that loaded AL uh, NL West with the Dodgers winning 106 games, the Giants winning 107 games. The Padres can very well win the AL West uh, NL West next year. So. If I'm Aaron Boone, do I want to stay with the Yankees, have to deal with the pressure, have to deal with all this getting booed? Or do I want to go out, live in California, my hometown, and take on an up-and-coming team with a lot less pressure? Personally, I hope Boone, Boone I'll buy your fucking plane ticket to San Diego tomorrow. Just don't fly Southwest. I'll buy your plane ticket tomorrow. See you later. Let's get in someone like Buck Walter or a hot ass that will whip this team into shape. So that's what I heard on the radio yesterday. It'll be very interesting to see what happens once the World Series is up. Now on the Mets side of things, I'm hearing rumors about Carlos Beltran coming back. You know what? He got shafted. He, he got fired as the manager after that whole cheating scandal came out with the Astros. I'm hearing that the Mets are interviewing an Astros uh, front office player to be their team president. If they do, maybe he'll bring in Beltran. Maybe he won't because he'll feel like that's too much Astros going on right there. But who knows? If I'm the Mets, I'm going after Theo Epstein. Um, I'm going after Billy Bean. Billy Bean... Came up at the Mets organization. We saw what he did in Oakland. I understand he turned down the Red Sox in the early 2000s. He turned down the big money to stay with Oakland. But you know what, Billy Bean? Enough is enough, okay? You've been the GM there for 20-plus years. You haven't won anything. The owner's not going to spend money. Take a stab somewhere else. I'd like to see the Mets to get Billy Bean or Theo Epstein. But honestly, the the Yankees, Cashman, he has one year left. Honestly, come on, man. Like, Time's up. Time's up, Cashman. Like time and time again, you just he's just not getting the job done. And you know what? We need a different philosophy. We need somebody else, you know, to look at the team in a different manner, not someone that's been with the team for the past, you know, 20 years. Change it up. Switch it up. You fire a new coach, the players, you know, get behind a new coach and they they get rallied, bring in a new GM. Bring in somebody that will look at this team with the clean slate, make the changes, and let's get somebody in there that can build a baseball team because the Yankees haven't won a championship since 2009, and honestly, we're sitting here and looking what the Red Sox have done, the Rays have done on a quarter of the same budget that the payroll that the Yankees have, and the Astros. When the Astros, every year, they just continually, you know, they lose George Springer, they lose Garrett Cole, Who cares? We're still, Verlander's out for the year with Tommy John, and the Astros are going to another ALCS. Look at the Red Sox. They lose their best player, Mookie Betts. Their franchise cornerstone, Mookie Betts. Chris Sale's out all year long. What do they do? They wind up back in the ALCS. They won the World Series in 2018. The Astros won the uh, World Series in 2017. They don't make excuses. Imagine what the Yankees would have done if they lost Garrett Cole this year. They wouldn't have made that wild card game. They wouldn't have made the wild card game at all. Cole was the reason his, his Cole's first half was the reason the Yankees stayed in the playoff play playoff race. And the Red Sox lost Chris Sale. They lost Mookie Betts last year. And they're in the ALCS again because they got the blue-collar mentality, next man up. Their players hit clutch. And Cora, man, that the way the way he has that pitching staff, he just. Impressive. That's what a real manager can do, not a puppet like Aaron Boone. So, if I'm Hal Steinbrenner, the second that out is that last out in the World Series is done, Aaron Boone, see you later. Brian Cashman, see you later. I'm whining and dining, Theo Epstein. Get Theo Epstein in here. Let's see what he can do. He won a World Series with the Red Sox, he won a World Series with the Cubs. How great would it be for Theo Epstein to come to New York? And bring a championship back to the Bronx. All right. Well, hockey starts tonight and they're back on ESPN, which should be very exciting. And, you know, Islanders, Rangers... If you had to put a gun to my head, who's going to have the better season? Obviously, the Islanders. The Islanders have been to two straight Eastern Conference finals. Will this be the year that the Islanders get over the hump? Barry Trotz has that team playing at a high level. The Rangers, you got the new coach, Gerard Gallant, in there. You got a young, young team. Capocacco, Alexei Lafreniere, Adam Fox, who took huge steps last year, one of the best defensemen in the league, Igor Shesterkin. He's healthy now. Let's see what he can be. And I'm excited about the Rangers this year. Now, my expectations, I, I don't have high expectations because they're such a young team. They got a new coach. Do I think they could squeak and make the playoffs? One of those le- final playoff spots? Yes, I, I, I think they can. Do I think they can make a run in the playoffs? A lot of things would have to happen for that to happen. But I think that the Islanders can take the next step because it's very You know, the Islanders kryptonite is t- the Tampa Bay Lightning, and it's very, Very hard to win three years in a row. So I think Tampa might take a step back. Maybe some injuries. We'll see what happens. Do I think the Islanders can make it? I I hope so. Um, It will be good for the state of New York sports. But it's exciting year for the hockey teams in New York. We got a new arena. Opening up UBS Arena in Belmont Park. Um, I'm looking to go to the game Thanksgiving Eve. Rangers, Islanders, it's nice that we don't have to go to Brooklyn anymore. We don't have to go to the Garden. We could go, you know, right on Long Island like it used to be. At the Nassau Coliseum, get that rivalry back. The Rangers, Islanders, hopefully the Rangers are good. Basketball is a few weeks away. And the Knicks, man, every single preseason game they play, they look better and better and better. And Kevin Knox coming out of nowhere, just crushing the threes. The New York Knicks, they're shooting at such a high percentage right now. And they're just dropping threes. Like I said, I didn't have, I I thought that, they would take a step back from last year. Then last episode, I, I redacted that statement and I said there'll be a top three, four seed. Man, I'm getting more and more excited the closer and closer it gets to the season. And I think the Knicks will win 50 plus games because the ball movement they got, you know, they're going to play great defense by Thibodeau. And there's so many options. You got Kemba, D Rose, quickly. Emmanuel quickly looks amazing in the preseason so far. OB Toppin looks amazing in the preseason so far. We just, need to pray. Let's hope we don't get injuries and the Knicks will take that next step. Now across the bridge, across town, Brooklyn, news came out today that the Nets will not accommodate Kyrie Irving. It's either all or nothing. He can't play on the road games. If he wants to be a part of the team, he needs to get vaccinated and he needs to play home and away games and good for them. Like I said last week, honestly, the longer this Kyrie thing dragged out, it would hurt the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets have title aspirations. They're one of the favorites to win the championship. I don't know what the odds are now that Kyrie's out. Personally, I don't think that Kyrie's going to get vaccinated and play. I think Kyrie will say, fuck you and walk away because Kyrie doesn't need the money. He's made over $150 million so far in his career. He has endorsement deals. He can do stuff on the outside to b- bring in money. Hopefully, he's been smart with his money but he wants to be um, a political activist. And he's going to take his stand. He's going to pull a Dave Chappelle and walk away. That's what I truly think. I'll be very surprised if Kyrie says, okay, let me get vaccinated. Let me go play for a championship. If he does, that's all Kevin Durant. That's all James Harden. Because you know what? The Nets have, have a great team over there. And they have An opportunity to have a special, special season, and if Kyrie wants to be a part of that, he needs to, you know, swallow his pride, swallow his ego, put the ego aside, get vaccinated, and play for the championship. So it'll be very interesting to see over the next few weeks what's going to happen with that situation. But you know what? Even without Kyrie, I still think the Nets are the team to beat in the East. Are the Bucks closer now? Without Kyrie, yes, definitely. They're the defending champs. They're a lot closer without Kyrie. But you know what? Hey, if Durant wasn't stepping on the three-point line last year, it could be the Nets winning a championship and all this would be a moot point. So Sean Marks, I- I'm I commend you for putting your foot down and telling Kyrie it's all or nothing. And in Sean Marks press conference when he announced this today, a reporter actually asked him, Is Kyrie Irvin vaccinated? Like hello, why are we having this press conference? This whole issue is on Kyrie not being vaccinated. And a reporter is going to ask, is Kyrie vaccinated? Some of these people that have media passes that are journalists, I don't know where their head is because that guy's head was up his ass. So NBA season, few weeks away. The Knicks look great. The Nets have some question marks. The Lakers, I like the Lakers a lot this year. I think Russ wants to win a championship. You know, Melo wants to win a championship. LeBron wants to get one more. AD, John Wando's back. Dwight Howard. I like what the Lakers did this offseason. And now with this Kyrie drama going on, what else is new? Everywhere Kyrie goes, there's drama. My favorite to win the NBA championship is the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay, now we'll wrap up the show with two things. First and foremost, I just want to say... Tiger Woods is walking. He was with his son at the range, working on his son's game, and he was following his son in a, in a practice round or a tournament, whatever his son is in. And Tiger Woods was walking. That is great to see. It's October. Who knows if he's swinging a club yet? He might be putting, but Tiger Woods is walking, and honestly. I, I bet you we will see Tiger Woods next year at the Masters. I, I truly think that it can happen. Uh, it'll probably be a year since his accident, but great news for the world of golf. Tiger Woods is walking. Other big news coming out of the golf world. Brooks and Bryson are finally playing each other the day after Thanksgiving, a 12-hole battle in Vegas. The match number five, I think it's the fifth match. I don't know. Um, now, on to the wrestling world. Big news out of the wrestling world this week. This Friday, coming up, WWE SmackDown will be two and a half hours long, 8 to 10.30. Dynamite AW uh, Rampage is from 10 to 11. So the first time... In AEW's history, they are going to go up against the WWE main roster, and it will be very exciting to see what the numbers look like. Because for a minute there, Dynamite was beaten Raw and SmackDown, but it looks like it's came back to WWE side. So it will be interesting to see when they go up against each other one on one, what will happen. Now, one little trife I have against WWE—they have the King of the Ring and the Queen of the Ring tournament going on right now. Everybody knows if you're a Wrestling fan that Xavier Woods wanted to be a King of the Ring champion since he's been a little kid. The bracket was set up that if Kofi beat Jinder Mahal and Xavier beat Ricochet, Xavier Woods would wrestle Kofi Kingston in the semifinals to see who would go on to wrestle for King of the Ring. They had Jinder Mahal win that match. They didn't give us Kofi versus Xavier Woods. Like why? Like it's booking one oh one. The tag. T- like think back to the Royal Rumble back in the early nineties when Demolition came in first and second. You had Ax and Smash and they wrestled each other. It like it's a, the storyline writes itself. And like, that's what's wrong with WWE. Like they just like, they go, they make things difficult for themselves. Like that storyline wrote itself. You had Xavier Woods versus Kofi Kingston. If Xavier Woods wins the king of the ring, you can turn him heel. I'm the king going against Kofi. Boom, you got a four or five month feud, a four or five month storyline right there. You got Big E as the WWE champion. You got Kofi and Xavier feuding. Big E takes care of his challenges. WrestleMania season comes up. Boom, triple threat match. Biggie versus Xavier versus Kofi. Like, come on, the story writes itself, but WWE gets in their own way again and they totally drop the ball. Last night I was watching Monday Night Raw and the crowd was so dead. Like, you could literally hear a pin drop in that opening segment with Big E, Drew McIntyre, and the Usos. And it's crazy to see like what the crowd does at AEW events. They get so loud. They get so excited. And Raw, it's just blah. So Vince McMahon is saying that AEW is in competition. This week, they will have competition. And honestly, AEW is picking up steam. And if I'm in WWE, I'm worried right now because the product looks bad. The ratings aren't as good as it used to be and AEW is there breathing down your throat. We had the big boxing match this weekend, Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. Tyson Fury beat Wilder again, cementing himself as one of the greatest heavyweights of all time, and the question is, who does he fight now? Of course, Anthony Joshua just lost. That match isn't at, that fight isn't as sexy as it once was, so It'll be interesting to see where that goes, but heavyweight boxing, man. It was back at least for one night because that was one of the best heavyweight fights I've seen in a long, long time, going back to like the Tyson Holyfield era when there was a ton of heavyweights. But hey, that's all we got for today. Short show, not much to really talk about when the New York sports teams suck so much. Um, But thanks for listening. Make sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter for the Digsy Picks. We will see you next week for our 10th episode. 10 episodes already. Wow. Shit went quick. But yeah, that's it. Check in next week. Yo, yo, it's Dixie's, baby.